Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. Hey guys, it's future Diana and Jen here. Ooh, from another dimension. I mean, same dimension, just future timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just here to kind of pop in and say that one Sorry. of us, yeah, one of us, <laughs> not Jen, is still learning how to use some of the materials for all of this one of the coolest things about the podcasting world is a lot of us are rank amateurs and diy uh, baby we are no different so you may have noticed last week you'll definitely notice this week and i believe next week uh, we definitely had, we had a little bit of issue with sound but you live and you learn yeah uh, if you don't necessarily like the sound, wait a couple weeks and we'll be back we'll with, fix it yeah i <laughs> promise what we recorded tonight is gonna sound good so thanks for listening guys we really appreciate you thanks for putting up with my learning curve yeah bye-bye well we'll see you in a, in a couple of minutes but several weeks in the past you know time So this week's story is The Crusade. But first, it's the Whiskey of the Week. Yeah. This week, we are drinking, so excited for this one, Yellow Rose's New Harris County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was honestly planning on waiting yeah. to do it, mm-hmm. but then it was just there. Expect sitting in front of me, and I knew that our journey had to continue with Yellow Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't help it. I love <laughs> premium American so much mm-hmm. that of course we had to go for it. We try it. Yeah, we could try it. So, so why not? I'm excited. Today's a good day. Yeah, and this only came out this summer. <laughs> That's a snappy cap. Yeah, yeah. It's like a snapping yeah. turtle. So. So, I'm really into the bottle. I like the colors. Yeah, it looks Texan. It does. Blue jeans. Uh-huh. Levi's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wranglers. Yeah. Okay, so, this is a really great whiskey. I think it's going to be exciting because everything is Texan, which is kind of fun. And I think is what, in the like, spirit of what we were hoping to find. Texas in a bottle. Texas, yeah, like... You would just hope that, like, a good Texas whiskey could be made within the confines of Texas. Mm-hmm. Cheers. All right. My nose hairs don't hurt. My nose is okay. My nose is doing all right. Good job. Yeah, this is great. It's still, like, I, there's a sweetness to it, but... It's a punchy sweetness, you know? Mm-hmm. It's disarming, and then it hits you, but then it's cool. And now that I'm letting it sit, I feel the burn coming in. Yeah, it's it's real nice. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's, so it's corn, rye, and barley. And ryes are the ones that you tend to not like. Mm-hmm. But so I think like a, I don't know. A differently ride rise. Yeah. No. I think for me, like why well, the reason I enjoyed it is like I described before, it, it's a sweetness. I think when it first it when it first hit my tongue, it was like a sweetness and then mm-hmm. it, it was like a, it was it was a slow transition into the burn in the back yeah. of my throat. 
that is now delayed, yeah. you know. But it, it's all very moderate. It's nothing overpowering. It's nothing that I wouldn't say that would stop me from taking more sips. Mm-hmm. I do agree that it's very sippable. But I also really like it because I can still feel where my tummy is in yeah. my abdomen. Mm-hmm. And I think a good whiskey lets me feel my insides. If uh, the whiskey makes you feel my organs, yeah, no. then it's, yes. you know, yes. it's amazing. It's that, <laughs> you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I like it when I can feel my esophagus through my sternum because of the whiskey. Yeah. I love that burn. And this has a really nice one. Mm-hmm. And it's a little burn. I don't know why I was saying, like, the let it burn song, but that actually came into my head. Because <laughs> why should it not? <laughs> right? <laughs> damn. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Look, good job, gentlemen. Yeah, this was real fun. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah, so folks over there at Yellow Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to know that this is good. Yeah. It's always good to find like a good brand. Yeah. A nice go to brand. Yeah. You know? And it's local. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's kind of what I think I was hoping for when we started looking at this in terms of Texas whiskeys mm-hmm. was if this was like uh, something that I love that has a really great presence in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. So um, what kind of score are you going to give it? I want to say 8.5. I still like the other one just because of, of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. This one definitely I'm Eventually, it's going to get to me. It's even now the burn is a little bit more intense. It's a slow intense, a slow rise, a slow mm-hmm. build up. Mm-hmm. Very so an eight point five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to know what you scored their yellow rose? I scored them. I gave them a nine. Full nine. Yeah, I say a nine. So happy. Yeah, I think. I think I'll have to. I think this one's going to be a nine point five. Oh, nice! I think it's the highest score I've had so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, it has. I think the highest before this was like nine point two. Yeah, I want to say nine point five is probably the highest. Yeah, and it really is because I do like the burn better. I'm excited to try their rye. Mm. So the other two um, that they have that we haven't tried yet is their rye and the outlaw. Oh, this is good. This is tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really excited to see it at, at the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited to teach the Specs gentlemen about it. All about <laughs> it. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah, um, in my notes, mm-hmm. I have basically have a structure that I just copy. Mm-hmm. I duplicate the document like 17 times and prep it for each episode. Yeah. And so in the Whiskey of the Week section, it's this week is the return of Yellow Rose Harris County profile. We said <laughs> we love. All right, so um, I gave it a nine point five. Mm-hmm. You gave it an eight point five. Yeah, and um, all around success. Yeah, yeah, great job, good yeah. job, folks. I was gonna say ten out of ten, but it's really a eight point five out of nine point five out of ten. You know, so I have to. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I like cheers. it with ice. Yeah, no. Oh, I haven't tried it yet. Mmm. Oh, now it's starting to hit me in the face. <laughs> but it's also sweet. Mm-hmm. I get, I think it opened up more of a sweetness. The ice did. Hmm. But it's still punching me in the face. Yeah, I did right. I like this one a lot. It's like a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a snap of a cat. That cat yeah, snaps. Oh, that is another thing, yeah. Y'all be careful when you close it. If you buy Ooh. it, be careful when you close the bottle because it's a snapper. Definitely got me. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a bit of a snap. That's a snap. Yep, yep. Definitely got me. Y'all be careful out there. <laughs> I'll be safe. 
drinkers possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week we are discussing the crusade. Mm-hmm. This is one of the last episodes. Mm-hmm. It ran from the 27th of March to the 17th of April of 1965. Okay. And I tried really hard to find some international stuff during this time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some people care about who's like number one in the charts like all the time, which kind of would be an interesting way to track this, except that we don't know a lot of them. Yeah. But Mary Poppins is out there winning the Oscars. Okay. Young Julie Andrews. And most importantly, there's the first game of Motherfucking Astrodome. Oh, wow. Which, if you live outside of Houston, is probably singularly the most important building. Yeah, if, if, you, see, if you see anything of Houston, you probably know you've seen a, a, a dome structure. Well, it was the Astrodome was like the first dome stadium. In the world. Oh, wow. There's, yeah, it's got like a pretty important accolade. Mm-hmm. Um, RIP. You know, I never got to go to the Astrodome. Really? Because I didn't live here. It's the world's first multi purpose dome sports stadium. And it opened this week. And not only that, but during our first game at the Astrodome, mm-hmm. we beat the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Starring Mickey Mantle. Wow. Like is that the right one? I don't know. <laughs> he asked me the wrong person. Yeah. No idea. I knew that. But yeah, so, you know, hmm. beloved structure of Houston. Yeah. Very important. I saw Dolly Parton at the stadium next to the Astrodome. And when we went inside, my mom said, Diana, you do realize we just parked in front of the Astrodome. And I went, that thing? that thing? Yeah. That yeah. thing? Really? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Reverence. Yeah, no. Reverence, reverence. Respect. Yeah. The demo. Yeah, it's it's one of those interesting things about Houston that, like, I don't think you know until you've kind of been here for a little so bit. his last concert was at the mm-hmm. Astrodome? Yeah, but there's, like, mm-hmm. a reverence to the Astrodome that you only experience here. Yeah. <sighs> It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. Pour one up for the home. Mm-hmm. I'm not pouring this out. No. No, no, no. Pouring it down my yeah, Pouring one down my Um. So this story was written by David Whitaker and directed by Douglas Canfield. Whitaker wrote The Rescue. Mm-hmm. So the one where we picked up Vicky. Got it. Her first episode. And he's been script editor like the whole time. Mm. So he's had a direct hand in how the scripts turn out. Gotcha. For the whole run so okay. far. And I think this is his last one. Okay. Now, Camfield has helped in directing mm-hmm. an episode of An Earthly Child. Mm-hmm. So that very first story. Mm-hmm. And Planet of Giants. Okay. So that's where we know them from. Now, this episode also has some like kind of big name people. Mm-hmm. So, as we start seeing Doctor Who becoming a every actor you've ever heard of from the BBC has been on it, Mm -hmm. I'll point out some ones that are, like, socially relevant to us today. Okay. Not just, like, they were super famous in their day. I might mention that, like, later on in the episode. Mm -hmm. But if they were, like, people that we probably, we might have watched. Gotcha. I'll probably bring them up here. Okay. So, two famous faces this episode. Is Jean Marsh, who plays Lady Joanna, the king's sister. She married John Pertwee, who you do not know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. But you will. Mm-hmm. And anybody who is listening to this because of the Doctor Who aspect will know who John Pertwee is. Mm-hmm. So she marries him. And she was the co-creator of the show Upstairs, Downstairs. And then we have Julian Glover. He was King Richard. Okay. Not only was he like a Laurence Olivier award-winning actor, he was a big Shakespearean actor for his time, which I feel like we're going to feel in this episode. Yeah. 
But he was General Maximilian Veers in The Empire Strikes Back. He leads the attack on Hoth. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. Which is fun. Mm-hmm. And he voiced Aragog in Harry Potter, the big mm-hmm. spider. Oh. It was his voice. And then, arguably, uh, my favorite mm-hmm. of his acting resume mm-hmm. is he was Grandmaster Pycelle in Game of Motherfucking Thrones. Really? Yeah. He was yeah. fucking Grandmaster Pycelle. Interesting. King Richard. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah a nice tie-in. He's still working, mm-hmm. which is, like, really mm-hmm. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So... What were your first impressions? I liked this one, and I think, and I and I believe that I liked it because it was, at least I don't think being too many things historical things happen. I'm not too familiar with Richard. Okay, I am. Richard. I'm not too familiar with him, so for me, I I don't feel like I I learned anything historically. Really, I think it was just it was more of a story for me to follow, like an adventure, mm-hmm. you know. So. I wasn't bored like the uh, the, the last like the Romans. Anyways, yeah, I liked it. I liked it for the adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. I I'm gonna be honest. I did not like it. No, no. What what did you like about it? To me, it was not. I don't know. It wasn't fun. It was boring. Mm-hmm. It nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Yeah. It was. I, I didn't like it because it was another historical uh-huh. where the TARDIS gang are incidental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to hear how you feel about it not knowing the history. Mm-hmm. Because I know the history kind mm-hmm. of, like, not, like, super duper well, but I'm, like, familiar with it. Mm-hmm. And it was so, insert generic character here, I guess you would be the doctor. If this is going to be the doctor, this one needs to be Vicky. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't at all change the plot at mm-hmm. all. What happened is more or less is more or less historically what happened. Mm-hmm. Like stuff gets shifted around, but it's mm-hmm. <sighs> only bored. Yeah. Like if I wanted to, this I, I don't watch Doctor Who. Watch a documentary. Okay. Or yeah. docudrama, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't feel that way at all. I was mm-hmm. just, I think also because I was listening to two of the episodes. Yeah, I think that for me, those also did an injustice mm. to the story this time. I think I would have liked it more had I had more visuals. Mm. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So my brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. The writers opened a British encyclopedia about the Crusades, added a dash of Shakespeare, and let the Doctor, Vicky, Ian, and Barbara play some parts. Yeah. And with that, we're going to get into the breakdown of TARDIS points of the folks. I need you to make some eye contact with me, Joe. No. Okay. What is TARDIS points stand for? All I'm saying is you said, you said, if I just sent it to you. I know, I, I'm just, I just know that the first one is wrong because I always think about this word and it's not this one. <laughs> but I can't get it out of my head, so I'm trying to remember. It's not this one, it's this one. I'm trying to remember what I told you. I can't. I always want to say terrifically, but it's not terrifically. <laughs> is it not? Arbitrary. It is terrifically. Yeah. Okay. Terrifically arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You had yourself so psyched out that you were like, "This is definitely the first word, but it can't be that because that's what I think it is." No, because I always think about it like I always think that it's this one, but then mm-hmm. it, it's the other one. No, I enjoyed that. <laughs> That was <laughs> for me. Yeah, that was a beautiful little moment. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, let's start with the doctor. Doctor, yeah. How did we feel about the doctor this episode? Again, I like him this episode. He's more, as I said, he's like jovial. He's like playing his little part. Him and Vicky are like the little two musketeers doing their thing. 
Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I appreciate that you liked it. Yeah. Oh. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Do you hate him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him, yeah. He was great for me. So you liked him because kind of he didn't inter- interact with the plot. Yeah, was kind of sick. And then he had a very teachable moment with Vicky where she was like, where they were talking about what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or, or, oh no, I think the, the doctor was telling Vicky about how uh, the king's feet was basically just for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? And Vicky said something to the extent of wanting to you know, interject in some way. And he was like, no, you have to just let it play out the way that it's going to play out. So I, I, you know, he learned. Well, he was someone saying that in the Aztecs. He's always kind of yeah. He's always kind of the like. Barbara is the one. She's she's crazy nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of her crazy nuts. But uh, yeah, so I enjoyed that moment. So yeah, I I honestly don't have a problem with the Doctor anymore. Like this version of the Doctor, Mm -hmm. and the way that he interacts with Vicky, I think it's a nice duo. They finally understand how to play that age difference. Sure. You know, and how to make it something that is, like, palpable and realistic to what a relationship would be like with a teen. I mean, it gets a little weird sometimes. When he pulled her down onto his lap, that was a little strange. Oh, I I missed that that Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, that moment where he's comforting her Mm -hmm. because... She's afraid he's going to leave her behind. Mm. Mm. She's having that, like, PTSD moment mm. that I thought was a really beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you like the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed that, that part. Yeah. And I think that it's supposed to be, like, grandfatherly. Mm-hmm. But it just still feels weird. Mm-hmm. Because she's not actually, like, a grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, you know she's like a, an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I liked his little moment of robbing the guy that robs people. Yeah, yeah. Robin Hood. He was so happy. He was so yeah. proud. I would be interested to know like when they decided this new version. Like, I wonder who made that decision. Mm-hmm. This jovial doctor that we're getting is that a directorial thing that has like continued on? Is that like Hartnell's take on it? Maybe it's a way to make him more palp- like mm-hmm. palpable. Yeah, because it's, we've definitely been seeing him a lot more lately. Yeah, yeah, I like him. And I'm not mad at him. I love uh, kind of splits around the screen kind of a doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, also like doing stuff. And my problem with this doctor mm-hmm. right now what we're getting is we're getting this like really great jovial flitting across the screen, having fun and serious moments doctor, mm-hmm. but he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, we just got uh, existing. And so I'd like for like the two extremes that we've had to kind of mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone, a doctor that's doing more, mm-hmm. but with this attitude. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. he's shown both sides. He can come together. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So what do you give our doctor's um, episode? I would give him a 6.5. I gave him a 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you did not like I really did not. I was bored to come to this. Okay. He gets like a three for the comedy. Mm-hmm. I guess. Got it. Okay. But the rest of it is like, I don't know. Anybody could like it. Doesn't it have to be like a doctor. Comedic relief in this yeah. Like it. Yeah. I wrote in my book. Basically like one of the only things I wrote down was doesn't do anything other than little bits for Vicky to laugh at. Mm. They're very Rosencrantz and Gildas to start in this episode, mm-hmm. and I don't want my doctor. I don't want the doctor to be Rosencrantz and Gildas to start. The doctor is not a comedic sidekick, right? Yeah, he's an actual like character. Mm-hmm. Moving on mm-hmm. to Vicky. To Vicky. How did you like Vicky? Vicky was cool. Like I said, it, it was more. I enjoyed the Vicky Doctor dynamic in this. Mm-hmm. You know, she was again like I just keep comparing her to Susan and just how different they're writing her, you know, yeah. and how she, her personality is really showing and she gets to have these adventures, you know, she mm-hmm. gets to have these experiences and, and have her character develop and, mm-hmm. you know, we get to 
see her bon- like vulnerability in a way that's realistic and not, you know, for show. Yes. I do like that. Yeah. So I think that also plays a, a part in, in how I just feel about her mm-hmm. period, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think she was, she was good. I mean, it, she's, I think her and the doctor, I think they're tied because they, 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 they fed off each other. Yeah. I don't really think that one did more than the other, honestly. I would at least argue, I would at least argue that Vicky got that badass psychological repercussions of having your entire world literally murdered around you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we get a flash into PTSD, you know. And, and for her to have that kind of moment in an episode, mm-hmm. and for Maureen O'Brien to do such a good job with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that fear that the doctor's going to leave her behind, and the doctor's, like, pretty decent response to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shows... A level of like understanding of a character. I thought I felt it was a really nuanced scene mm-hmm. that I was really impressed exists mm-hmm. in this time period mm-hmm. because it was very supportive of emotional trauma, mm-hmm. which I think isn't even talked. You know, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about today. Yeah, and for that to be allowed was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really appreciated that. So I I liked her a lot in this episode. For that mostly. Okay. The rest of it The rest of it was fun. Like I guess I don't have as much of like ambitions for Vicky. Got it. Because she still showed that she was a precocious teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, would you have known that this was if I just said the words like King Richard and Saladin, would you know that we were in the Holy Wars? Right, absolutely not. And you live much closer to the Holy mm-hmm. Wars than she did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really showing that we've got a wildly, but still wildly mm-hmm. precocious. Mm-hmm. And all of that. And she's truly no different in this episode than she's been the whole time. Mm-hmm. She's always kind of been a traumatic, silly, mm-hmm. fun energy. So I can't necessarily blame her for being the exact same character she's been the whole time. Mm-hmm. She got six. Six? Yeah. So I liked her a lot better. Yeah. I but still say, not like eh. yeah. I think her and the doctor are the same for me. Six point five. Sure. Just you know, kind of middle of the road. Just they're kind of just doing their thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Vicky hasn't been a disappointment yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's and that's to I me mean, is impressive. I am very impressed with what we've seen. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. Um, but I'd really love just one where Vicky can really shine. I feel mm-hmm. she's got the. I feel like she's got the potential. So how? How do you feel about Barb's? Barb's? Um, my first comment was like, of course she gets captured oh, in the first ten minutes. Immediately captured you know, were my first notes. Of course she's immediately captured. And of course we're about to split up and go find her. And it's going to be one of, another one of those episodes where we're trying to get to her. Literally damsel in distress. I feel like almost all the historicals, she, something's wrong with Barb's. Well, they all, I think the historicals often go damsel in distress mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because even in the Aztecs, like, she was the one in trouble because she was mm-hmm. masking as the god. She, you know, she's just getting caught all the time, you know, she's in the harems, she gets I, betrayed. So starting to get into the crux of, like, why I can't deal with this story uh-huh. is the... Her storyline hinges on the understood depiction of the Muslim world at this time. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a hard thing to like parse through in this episode because it's so wildly inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And and during the 70s or during the 60s, they kind of knew that. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to watch this played up extreme racism Mm -hmm. that would have been normal for the time and I know that the average viewer would not have seen necessarily seen it that way Mm -hmm. but her character helps propagate Mm -hmm. and set up a lot of the things that I just have such a difficult time watching Mm -hmm. and on a super barber note I don't know why she always feels the need when the, the first question people ask her are 
who are you and where are you from? She's like, I'm Barbara Wright, and I'm from 1963, and I've traveled in a blue box through space and time where I have lived with ants and done things in with the Aztecs and blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, Just bro. shut up. Right. No one needs to hear that. History teacher. Yeah, no one needs to hear that. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell Salad in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to tell maybe... If you go to a future where space-time travel is established, mm-hmm. then you maybe bring it up. Mm-hmm. But, like, don't buy your ticket to the funny one. Right. Don't fucking do that. Don't do that. And you know enough about this time period that, like, come on. Mm-hmm. So, what do you give her? Barbs, I think, a five. I think she's she's kind of just... She's a plot point, obviously. Oh, well, um, I really don't agree with the way they used her this episode. Yeah, I, I feel like they just went for it. Was, it was an adventure. Like mm-hmm. it, they needed an adventure, and the easiest adventure that we can go on is damsel in distress, like you said. Yeah. Like let's go find Barbara, and Barbara's the one that we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, have the proper English woman be kidnapped by. The scary mm-hmm. brown face. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets a five. I gave her a two. Oh, damn. I, I had for, she, it's just so, I mean, they literally descended her to what the British beauty era was in the mm-hmm. 60s. You know, that's how much we have gone from commander general. Mm-hmm. And like, that is like a, nece- that is kind of a reality. Mm-hmm. But to do that back, like, like, oh, we can't let you think that she's too great. We need to mm-hmm. feminize her so much mm-hmm. that it's scary. Let me remind you. That yeah, she's still that a she's woman. all just a vagina. Mm-hmm. And so I had a problem. I had, that was disappointing for me. I get that, that it was kind of a way. I can see how it was a way to check her. Yeah. Yeah, that made me sad. That, and it made me sad for Barbara Wright. I mean, it made me sad for um, Barbara Wright was played by Jacqueline Hill, mm-hmm. and I just you just have to imagine that this could not have been a pleasant series of scripts for her to read either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll commend her for giving it as much as she gave it mm-hmm. in the last in this whole series where she did nothing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. be the damsel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was just running the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really obvious when in the second episode, I should have looked, I should have clocked it on mm-hmm. how much time was just noises and no dialogue mm-hmm. because we don't have the visual. We can't mm-hmm. see her like running and escaping, but mm-hmm. how much of it was just no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah. And usually she's got some shit to say. Yeah, she's usually pretty good. Yeah. She usually has some really important input or she has a discovery that Yeah, and when she tried to like stand up for herself for the very first thing, they were like, Nope, I don't think so, bitch. Yeah. Which like accurate mm-hmm. but it was done in such a docudrama type of way. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing this whole story is so Shakespearean mm-hmm. that it didn't Give Barbara the space to like bubble and dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was just submissive. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even get like, you're telling me what to do and I have to do it. Yeah, no, it was. But I'm gonna glare scary. at you. I'm just gonna cut it. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Yeah. So you gave her five, I gave her two. Mm-hmm. Just can't deal through this episode. Yeah. What did you give um, Mr. White Devil? I mean, he was, he was like the hero. You know, he was. He was like so riled up that oh, Barbie got caught, and he was just like, "I gotta go get my lady," you know, doing whatever he had yeah. to do. Almost gets eaten by fucking ants. Yes, you know, very much like trying to be the hero. And this, honestly, what I think was more of an episode between Barbara and Ian's relationship, and right? Like, Ian like really loves and it. really wants yeah. Barbara, you know. Nothing, nothing to say there, you know? It was just yeah. like, yeah, whatever, bro. Cool. Thanks for showing up to work. 
(laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming. Yeah, it was very, like, knight in shiny armor. Uh Uh Which is essentially what you're getting for, like, King Richard. Like, it's a medieval story. Mm-hmm. And so, in like a British show was doing a traditional English retelling of English history. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, they the the English have always loved the knight shining armor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the story they've sold themselves. Yeah, historically, like time and time again. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, it's like the subplot of everything that goes wrong in, mm-hmm. with King Henry VIII mm-hmm. is the desire to be the knight shining. Ian wasn't so bad. Nope. Just kind of there, you know. Doing his thing. I did enjoy that he got tortured by the ants. (laughs) And the guy that tells him out afterwards. And that guy, that that guy is like a pretty famous character actor. Hmm. He did a lot of work, like, during his time. And even, like, I think recently, like, it was a name that I recognized as maybe because it's in connection to Doctor Who. Uh, but I think he's done. He was like a name that I. I knew. So what do you? So what do you give Ian this episode? I'm gonna give Ian a four. Yeah, just kind of, just kind of there, moving the story along, you know. Yeah, yeah. I gave him a three. I was. I'll always be disappointed when a character is just to like plug Ian's name in here, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You know, I get what they were doing with the character. I know what the motif is, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But Ian had nothing to say that was, like, contemporary, you yeah. know? There was nothing he added to it that as a individual that has, like, traveled space and time and had these experiences, mm-hmm. it was, like, plug-in general character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't like him very much. Not at all. Just kind of there. Now, my big question this time, mm-hmm. partially because this is where we disagree, mm-hmm. generally where we disagree, mm-hmm. who is the bad this episode? Um, for me, this episode, I want to say it was uh, um, El Akir. Yeah. El Akir. Yeah. El Akir uh, was my villain, and that's just because he was like, horrendously always trying to fucking torture people. Like, who in their... It takes a special type of person to always want to encourage torture or, like, is down for torture, you know? So he was very much to me. Sure. The historical context of who the actual villain was in terms of, like, Richard or whatever, I would say potatoes, right? But, um... In terms of the story plot line, mm-hmm. I would say it had to be L. Am I saying that right? L. Akir. L. Akir. Yeah. Will you give him as a bad guy? Yeah. Um. As a bad guy, I mean, he's a pretty good bad guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's an eight. You know, he's he's definitely a murderous son of a bitch. You know? Yeah. And he doesn't care who he who he harms as long as he gives his bottom line. Yeah, I I struggled going into this because. I have such strong feelings about Richard the First. Yeah. Uh, and what's on the end of the historical context? Richard the First. So we're going to take it real basic to start off with. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Robin Hood? Yes. Richard the First. You know you have King John, uh-huh. the Lion, right? Yeah. And he's like an asshole. Yeah. And he's taken the throne for his brother, mm-hmm. King, King Richard, Richard the First. King Richard the First. Oh. That's who we're talking about. This man hated England, went on these holy crusades where, like, his was one of the forces that, out of all of them, were going to, were going to retake his land, right, on religious grounds Mm -hmm. and kill everybody. Oh, okay. Like, raise the land as we go through men, women, and children. Like, the Crusades were real fucked up. There is nothing, like, commendable about what happened. Mm -hmm. He probably never spoke English. Mm. He's that not even English. Got it. He just did not find it 
enjoyable at all. Mm-hmm. And, but even like during his reign, the people of England kind of like idolized him. And so his hero worship status had started real early. He was like a real dick. Like a real dick. Lots of conquests. Well, in the argument of what we were talking about, Ian, is the obsession of the idea of the knight in shining armor. Mm -hmm. Like, if America's fixated on this, like, weird imagery of the American dream, Mm -hmm. and whatever that means, whatever that unfolds, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, I, I think, as I've studied English history, one of the cruxes of their society mm-hmm. in a similar way where there's this like ideal for the men to achieve mm-hmm. the nine shining armor. Got it. Okay. That's even, I, you know, I think you can even connect that to that like st- idea of like keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like morphed. Yeah. Because Richard the first had to be a conqueror because that's what knights do. Mm-hmm. Even though like a knight was like her class, it was still that like, we call yeah. it a knight today. Yeah, um, but that is what kings, you know, that is what kings so he, do. He felt it, it feels like he just wanted to play a role. I mean, like he wanted to live up to whatever. The we'll combine it all. Is. Combine it all together. Yeah, where like he was also a dick. Yeah, like he wasn't a nice dude about it. Yeah, no, of course not. He fucking killed everyone. Like, not I was not a nice person. Yeah, um, and I mean, like his life was an adventure, a hundred and ten percent. It is what you write stories about, mm-hmm. especially during this time period. I mean, to go to Jerusalem and back to England, mm-hmm. and he was captured and ransomed and, like, escaped, and, like, he's got That's this crazy story. Yeah. But he was also a huge douche. Mm-hmm. This is when we're getting, during this time period, his brother, once he, like, kicks it, and his brother becomes proper king, mm-hmm. that's when the Magna Carta is written. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're in the last legs of, the last like, legs of it, yeah. a true monarchy yeah. in the sense that we don't have anything binding up. And Got then it. it's the monarchy rebelling against the Magna Carta for yeah. until like, Yeah. So like I know this is one of those times where I know that the writers want Ella here to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I know that they do. Mm-hmm. They just make it so easy. Yeah. They made it I mean like they create they wrote the character to be the villain. Mm-hmm. They said villain and then later on they wrote down Yeah. But, like, I know how much it was Richard. Mm-hmm. He would have been terrifying. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I said, what I said, in terms yeah. of, like, on his face, from what I know, because I, I wasn't too familiar with Richard. Yeah. I mean, the Crusaders are bad. Like, I could say that, but, like... And, like, it's not like Saladin was, like, a great human. Right. Right. But Saladin was more or less generally roughly in the same territory of which he was from. Mm-hmm. Richard's not even there to, like, Expand is you know it's just I, I have a problem with religious wars. Mm-hmm. It's tough, and the level of I can see where they tried to make him both the bad guy and the good, like to be a complex character in the background, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that. But the way that they handled Saladin and everything, like I just I thought they handled Saladin really elegantly. And then it just collapsed on everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I left this score blank because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to give it to Richard. Just because of Richard. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I want to give it to the writers. <laughs> Fine. Writers of the bad guys. Not bad guys. Go. You didn't make this one easy for us. Uh, I, I have to go for Richard because, like, get the, go the fuck home. Okay. Yeah. Like, go home. Go home. You don't need to be here. I could probably say why. Get your self-righteous like butt back in your mm-hmm. self-righteous pants. Mm-hmm. Get on your self-righteous horse. Yeah. And like at the very least, like go to Rome. Mm-hmm. Let let the Pope do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Go home. Go mm-hmm. home. Yeah. I'll give him for this the way that he is portrayed in this story. Mm-hmm. I'll score him based on like how he's portrayed, but he's the bad guy because they know he's the real bad guy. I'd still give him like a seven okay. because he was a real dick to his sister. Yeah. He was trying to fucking marry her off. Also, arguably trying to fuck. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very. <laughs> and even William Hartnell like raised a protest where he was like, "Can we like piece of paper in between them, guys? This is not appropriate." <laughs> leave room for Jesus. Leave, yeah, leave, please. This is 
This is a little too intense for my old house. So, yeah, seven. So finally, take the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. Whole thing. How do we feel? I mean, like I said, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I didn't get the historical context. I like I said. I just I just yeah. watched this for just like for what it was. You know. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I try to do that, and this one I just. Yeah, this one I was just like, let me just see if I can follow along. You know. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I didn't. I mean, I fell asleep, but I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. You know. But. It was still like, okay, it was no pressure because it was the last episode, so like, mm-hmm. I could close my eyes and just listen, mm-hmm. you know? No, it was a no-stress episode for me. That's, I think that's why I liked it. It was really hard for me to get past the level of just what the view of the Arab world was Yeah, in the 60s, and I know that that's just like, that's a part of watching shit from this time period. Yeah. In a hundred percent is. Of course. But I also know that in the 60s they had a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't this archaic. You know, we didn't have to show this from Richard's point, like under level of understanding, because that's we saw stuff from Saladin's point of view. You know, Richard wasn't even in the room. So I would have loved it if some of this was a little bit more progressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying like a whole lot. But a little bit But, more. like, a little bit more. Yeah, I can that. And I can see where this would have been good in four separate episodes mm-hmm. if I had watched them, like, time in between. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, like, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes anywhere. Barbara and Ian travel to and from. And Barbara runs around a lot, but nobody goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of in the same spot the whole time. Yeah. And I think that there's a bunch of this that feels big and exciting. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the excitement comes from the fact that the lens is pointed on the, like, otherness mm-hmm. of Saladin's court. Got it. And that that's not as exciting to me. Yeah. You know, like, that's not... Yeah, I can see that. It was, it was more... Ooh, yeah. Ooh, uh, it was more... Um, it was fetishizing. And I could see where the excitement comes from that, because I could, like, feel it as I was going through, but I was like, this is... Because of this exotification that... I get because it happened until very recently, mm-hmm. you know, today, arguably. But it's always tough to watch. And it wasn't exciting. I was impressed there was one whole scene that they did in Iambic Pentameter because Mr. Kingman was a Shakespearean actor. And that was fun. The nerd in me likes that. Not that I will put out there that I recognized it was an iambic pentameter. I read somewhere else it was an iambic pentameter. I'm not. And I think just the fact that um, the TARDIS gang doesn't do much. Like, it's not a, they're not a central factor. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the reign of terror for me. Gotcha. Okay. Where it just could have been anybody. It wasn't anything so special. Yeah, it was a story about Richard and Saladin. But I tend to find that that's not why those are the historicals I like. I like the Romans because we were fucking around with Nero. Mm -hmm. Like it was like an actual cause and effect, like shit going on. Mm -hmm. The doctor caused the fire of Rome. Yeah, there was more interaction. Yeah, Yeah, like there was there was consequence to them being there. Oh, you get that? Yeah. There was no consequence in this episode. So, what are you going to give this story? The story for me, like I said, I enjoyed it. It was kind of just middle of the road story. Um, it was a five point five. I gave it a one. Ooh, you really did not like I it. Really I really didn't like, like it. My last note that I wrote was, <laughs> I pulled a gen and checked out. Ah, that's funny. Like I just, I was bored. And that's heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Because I love this show. You love this show. This, yeah. 
But this episode, I, I can't argue that the writing wasn't good or like the story wasn't like whatever, but but it wasn't. I didn't feel the adventure really, mm-hmm. and it just didn't feel like Doctor Who. Yeah, it was kind of just people there. Yeah, just people there. This could have been any plug and play from a uh, cast with four people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that wanted to like do their setting and the Holy Land. Yeah, so, uh-huh. Bottom of the barrel for me. Alright, so we know what you're going to get in terms of uh, our... Was it neat or not? Yeah, for me, it was just okay. I don't think... I don't think it was good enough to be neat or that it was shitty enough to be not. Oh, no, it was definitely not. Like, it was just so... Uh, I'm kind of... I, 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 I abstain from this one. But no, you can't abstain. But I guess I'd have to go with not me because it's not. It's not great. No, it's yeah. not. It's just kind of. I enjoyed it because it was kind of just like middle of the road. You know, it's like okay. I think you're just getting real used to shitty episodes. I think so. I think we gotta get ourselves our hands on a good one. But I'm gonna write you down as a no okay. because you didn't actually have a choice. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good luck, try again. So that was the crusade. Yeah. See you later, crusades. Right. Never again. <laughs> Never again. I don't. I doubt I'll ever watch that one again. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. So the next episode is called the Space Museum. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. Why? Just because Space Museum. That sounds. That's gonna this be this interesting. One, it's one of my favorite it's a titles. Museum. It's a fucking motherfucker. It's not museum. space. It's museum. Yeah. So. Space museum. Mm-hmm. Like that. Even that concept mm-hmm. makes me so excited. Yeah. Exactly. Space museum. Who knows what we're gonna see there? I hope it's a good episode. And I hope it doesn't. It's not another one where it's it's a snoozer because yeah. it led me three in a row, and that's just not good. It's not good. This one has not a good look, Doctor. Four episodes. Oh. <sighs> One of these days, we'll get down to where there are just four episodes, but that's not for a while. Wow. Every once in a while, we'll have the big doozies. Wow. Probably a surprise. But we only have three more episodes left in the season. We're getting to the end of season two, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So exciting. Peace out. Deuces. Bye. Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram, or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.